Welcome to the Faith Mama Mondays podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. And we're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up. A lot. But we have been called to a mighty work. Motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mama Mondays is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to Faith Mama Mondays. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Faith Mama Mondays podcast. I'm Janice. And I'm here with Dominique and Ryan, and we are excited to kick off another Monday with you mamas. Today we're going to continue talking about hope. That's our topic of the month. That's right. God desires that his daughters have hope and that we anchor that hope in him. But before we get going into our topic, you all know that we have to get one of our favorite parts of this uh, session going and that is the Mom Life Roll Call. So this is the part of the show where we talk about our hilarious, funny, crazy, sometimes also disgusting Mom Life moments that have happened uh, during the past week or just in the past in general. So do you ladies have a hilarious or awesome Mom Life moment that you would like to share? Well, I can get going because I'm dealing with one right now as we record this podcast. So how about that? How about this alive mom life moment? Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, London, I bought her these cards to match and show, you know, different shapes and creatures. I don't know what creatures, animals. I don't know different things, right? So, anyway, I'm distracted because I'm still cleaning up what she just did. Um, so anyway, she was playing matching with her cards and. So I gave her dinner this evening, and she decided to use her cards, as she's talking to me about them now, as plates for her food that she has been carrying across the floor back and forth to her little toy kitchen. And she's baking in the oven and dropping beefaroni on the floor as we speak. That's what I'm cleaning up. So I guess I should be happy that she's learning the importance of cooking, not happy that her cards are her plates, right now, <laughs> nor that I am cleaning up beefaroni across the floor. But you know what? Maybe that will keep her occupied during this podcast and we can go ahead and do what we have to do. That's just mom life. You do what you have to do. Mom life. <laughs> mom life. Hilarious. Oh, London. We love you. We do. London is so awesome. Oh, man. Okay, so I have a mom life moment. So uh, my son and I, and actually all three of my sons and I, went to a dance recital. It was awesome, right? We were going to my goddaughter's dance recital. We were so excited. I don't know who in their right mind has a dance recital for five-year-olds at noon, but that's what time this recital was. And we go to this dance recital at noon, and my goddaughter gets on the stage, and she looks beautiful, and she's dancing. And all of a sudden, I look at my, my four-year-old son, and his, his face is drenched with tears, just crying. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, Michael, what's wrong? It, for some reason in the back of my mind, I thought, maybe he's crying because it's so beautiful. That was crazy <laughs> to think. But um, so I look at him, and I'm like, Michael, what's wrong? And he goes, Mommy, I'm so hungry. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I said, Micah, 
It's about to be over. Her part's about to be over. Can you just wait? No, I'm hungry. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And by this time, he's crying loudly in the middle of this recital. Um, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, anything to make this child be quiet. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to run to the vending machine. I'm going to get you something to eat, and then we're going to watch the rest of the show. <gasps> okay. And he's like, dripping real tears because it's lunchtime and we're at a recital. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I should have packed the lunch, obviously, but we were rushing. And I'm like, really? You're crying real tears for <laughs> mom life. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly not even mad at Micro for that one because I cry <laughs> real tears when I'm hungry too. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-mm-mm. Micah, the son, the twin son I don't have right now. He's the mirror image of what London will be at for because from what Dominique shares with me, they're very similar. So yeah. <laughs> I remember to pack a lunch. Got it. Yep. Got it. Yep. Pack that lunch. Those snacks in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Well, speaking of tears, <laughs> my mom life moment, and I, I I, I'm sure there's a ton of moms out there who can relate, but so Brooklyn, she literally just like getting her hair done. It is like a fight, and I remember when I was growing up how much of a, a pain it was to get my hair done, and how much of a fight I put up with my, but I put up for my mom to do my hair. So I feel like this is like God's subtle way of saying, remember how you treated your mama? (laughs) This is what you get. Because anytime I like pull out a comb or a brush or any kind of hair product, she will typically try and run the opposite direction. But then when I do finally get her like held down and I'm doing her hair, it's just like tears that like literally an ocean of tears just flow from her eyes to thrash her head back, like anything possible to not get her hair done. But her dad can do her hair, and she's just as perfectly still and quiet as an angel. Or, um, you know, her, her grandparents can do her hair, and she's the same way. But with mom, she acts like crazy, and I just don't get it. I really don't get it. Well, I have a, a son that acts crazy when he gets his hair done, too. Really? <laughs> do you? Honestly? Yes. Like, they wow. scream bloody murder and crawl. Yes. I have scratch marks in my wood floor <gasps> from no. them trying to escape the comb. <laughs> oh, so, see, I, that makes me feel like I, I know there are so many moms out there who can relate. I just don't, I don't understand what it is. Like, I, will, I won't even be touching her hair and she's crying. I'm like, yo, I'm not, my fingers are not even touching your head. Why are you crying? Why? <laughs> Yeah. I feel your pain, Ryan. And I just also I want to tell the listeners out there, if you have a mom life moment, go ahead and jump onto Facebook. You can feel free to message us, message us there. Um, or you can go to faithmamas.com slash podcast, and there's a little message box there. You can feel free to type in your mom life moments. We want to hear them um, and stand in solidarity with you guys because, let's be real, mom life happens, and we might as well laugh about it, right? <laughs> Yeah, and don't make us feel we're alone. We know we're not the only ones going through this. Share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, today, mamas, we are digging into hope some more. And I am really excited about what God is doing. 
Um, and I'll be honest, I don't really know all the way what God is doing, but I know he's going to do some awesome things right now. So I want to start us off with a scripture that a lot of times we read from the perspective of faith. But God was really, has really been showing me something about hope in the scripture. And a lot of us probably know it, and we're going to really break it down and jump into it. So we are going to jump to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And I'm reading it from the NIV version. And it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I'm going to read it again. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And one of the things that God started to show me as I was reading the scripture was that hope comes first. Hope comes first. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for. So the hope has to be first. And as I was digging into the scripture, I went into uh, what they call Strong's Concordance, which talks a little bit about the original language. And sometimes we go and dig into that so that we can see, okay, what exactly? I want to really get this. And so I went and I looked up this word hope here. And this particular word is elpizo, and it means actively waiting for or expecting. So it's like, I don't know if you've ever just really expected something to happen, and you knew it was going to happen before it even happened. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even shocking when it happened because you already knew and you were already expecting this thing. And so then I said, okay, what is faith then? And then if you look at this particular word here, it's pistis, which means divine persuasion. And so if we insert those words and we read it again, it says, now divine persuasion is the confidence in what we are actively waiting for and expecting. So divine persuasion is the confidence in what we are actively waiting for and expecting. And one of the things that God showed me here and I really want to dig into this, is that we can actually be actively waiting for and expecting something that's not of God. We can actually be actively waiting for and expecting something that is fear-based, that's pain-based. And then what manifests in our life is what that expectation says. So I have a question for you ladies. When you listen to the scripture, and we're talking about hope being an active expectation, an active expectation, and that's exactly what it's talking about, what are some things that pop into your head? What are some things that you think about when you're thinking about hope being an active expectation and that fueling and actually creating your faith? Ooh, the first thing I think is I had it all wrong. <laughs> the way you just explained it, I'm like, I was not looking at hope the right way for like ever, for that matter, because uh, I'll be very transparent. I've been acting in a way where I've kind of expected, like you said, the fearful or the opposite Mm -hmm. um, of what should happen in my life. And so my hope has kind of been more, well, I hope this doesn't happen, not expecting the right thing, you know, what God would truly have me to have to happen you know, in according to what his promises are. You know, it doesn't mean that things won't happen in life. Circumstances happen, but the hope I can have is that, you know what, God is going to show me he'll be there to walk with me through everything. Um, 
I was uh, meditating earlier this week, and God showed me something. He was like, you know, I walk with you through everything. And so he was like, name something. I was like, work. He said, yeah, I'll be right there. He was, I was like, okay. Being a mom, he's like, yep, right there. And so when I hear what you're saying, to bring it back full circle, and I think about hope, I realized I wasn't thinking about it in the right way. The hope and the expectation should be, okay, God is here. He has me. You know, um, he's going to walk with me no matter what the circumstance may look like. But my hope has to be expecting that in him we're going to get through it. Like mm-hmm. expecting better, not the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think my passion of hope has also been a bit skewed and a, a bit rooted in um, fear and anxiety. And, you know, I hope this situation doesn't go the way it did last time, or I hope that I don't fail at this thing. I, like that's, that was my perception of hope too. And I think this scripture for me really brings um, a new light in what it means to have your hope anchored and rooted um, in God, because the expectation that God, regardless of what it looks like to you, God is going to see you through it, and he's going to work it out for what, what is good for you. Whether you think it's good or not is, is, is kind of irrelevant, but we know that God loves us so much that he is going to work it out for our good. And, and walking through that season or that situation with the expectation that God's got this, um, yeah, that's so, this is so good. I was just sitting here, and I just saw, like, a train, maybe because we were watching trains on TV. I don't know. That could be why, right? But you know how trains have to have, like, the tracks to go on? You know, they have to have kind of, like, the path charted. So just, like, reading this, I'm like, man, hope is, like, the tracks. Because you know the train is coming. That's, like, that's where your faith, you know, is coming. Like, faith is going to bring that action in the place, that movement of that train is coming and it's carrying whatever it is God is promise that he has for you but hope says i'm going to put the tracks down and i know you can think the opposite right because you would think well faith means i'm gonna put the tracks down no faith is coming like it's the movement the train is go- it's coming it's believing the train is going to run on the tracks but if you don't have the hope to even expect it coming you don't have the tracks down there's nothing for it to go on it can't come that's, that's so good that's so good Ooh. you know as a psychology major um in college i love the mind. I think the mind is amazing, and it just points back to God. And I was looking at some research uh, recently, and it was saying how, you know how everybody talks about these affirmations, right? And say affirmations over yourself and all these things. But there's new research saying that if you actually don't believe the affirmations, it's more dangerous to say them. Mm. It actually plummets your mind further into the opposite of what you're saying, if you don't believe what you're saying. And one of the things that I noticed about hope is God says it's what you're actively waiting for. Hope is not something that you can speak yourself, speak yourself into per se. Hope mm-hmm. is something that is like you know that you know that you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that you know that you know. But then now we really have to talk about how do you build that? Because let's be honest, for a lot of us, 20, 30 years, we knew that we knew that we knew that nobody was going to be there for us. Like that was ingrained. Or you knew that you knew that you knew that everything was going to fall apart and it was all going to be on your shoulder. Like that's what you were expecting. I don't know if it's anybody but me, but for years that was what I was expecting. And if you remove the word hope, because sometimes we think of the word hope and we think of such a positive thing, which it is, 
But if you look at the original word, it's what you are actively expecting. It's what you are actively expecting. And if you are actively expecting for the pain and the, and the issues and the trauma to multiply, then what you start moving towards, no matter if you're saying things positively, and this is the danger for people, um, even in the body of Christ, will say things like, speak life, honey. And we'll say things, speak faith, which is great. But first, we must find where your hope is. Because if your hope is not with what you're speaking, it's dangerous. Just like the, 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 they're, they're finding with psychology, it becomes now dangerous. Because you are hoping for something completely different than what you are saying out of your mouth. And you're not going back and addressing why your hope is broken or why your hope is in a fear-based place in the first place. So my question to you guys is, when you realize that you are actively expecting negative things in your life, like if you just peel it back and be real with yourself, you are actually in a place, people, a lot of people are actually in a place where they're actively expecting things to fall apart. So now how do I build my hope in, in, and have it rooted in God's picture as opposed to having it rooted in fear's picture? Wow, man, that is so awesome. And this conversation literally is bringing tears to my eyes because, um, wow, I just, there's so much of myself uh, wrapped up in this conversation about hope and um, God's really revealing to me a lot of, um, he's teaching me a lot about myself through this conversation right now. But um, I think for me, in order to make that shift, you have to um, fill yourself up with what, with, with God's word and God's truth. Um, that has to be the, 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 the anchor, the foundation that you lay in your hope is understanding what, what God's word um, says about you. And one of my favorite psalms is Psalm uh, 139, and where the psalmist talks about how you're beautifully and wonderfully made in Christ. Mm. And... I think for me, that's where it has to start, being able to shift your hope into, into, into Christ and understanding what God's word really says about you and, and, and follow that through with a whole lot of prayer. I, oh, my gosh. I agree with that, Ryan, like wholeheartedly. I was writing the same thing down. Like as we're, talk, we're talking, I'm literally I'm typing. And I started asking myself, like, what am I actively expecting every day? And then the next thing I said, well, do you know who you are? Because I realized exactly what you just said. If we don't know who God, what God says about who we are, you know, a lot of who we are has been shaped by how we were raised, um, our life experiences. And sometimes those things do or don't point back to who God says we are. So the thing I started right now is like, man, I need to know who he says I am, and I need to go to the word and find it out and just stay there and keep reading and spending time with him so he can show me who I am because that at the end of the day, my struggles from him has been, well, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve, you know, how can I deserve to hope for something? I haven't earned it. You know, I haven't done enough. I haven't crossed this T, dotted this I, I haven't reached this point. And, you know, as you were talking, God was showing me, he was like, when you look at your child, when I look at Lynn, the first time I laid eyes on her, and the 16th will be three years, so I'll never forget when I saw her. It would nothing mattered outside the fact that this love I had for her, even before I saw her, I had it. It just like it came into fruition and nothing else mattered. 
And all of a sudden, you know, you start walking as a parent and saying, you know, whatever I need to do to provide for them, I'll do it. Whatever I need to do to be there for them, I'll, I'll do it. You can hear them crying, and you'll be dead in the middle of sleep. As a mom, I know you guys are doing you in the middle of a dead sleep, and all of a sudden they can cry for one second, and you wake up out of, like, the fourth stage of sleep, and you hear them. <laughs> I'm saying all that to say it's the same thing with God. He's like, look, you can hope in me, and I didn't ask you to do a thing to do it just because your mind and our relationship that we have, that's what you stand on. That's why you deserve it. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I have a lot of, whew, this is freeing. This is good. It is. I, 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 y'all, I have like chills and, and tears in my eyes. This is, that, ooh, this is so powerful. And you know, oh, man, whew. you know, this is so amazing. You guys said some really key things, and it brings two scriptures to mind. And God is really, he's like rapid fire right now. He's like, let's go, let's go, let's go deeper. When you said, how do I build my hope? And Ryan, you were like, you've got to get plugged into the word. And it brought me, <laughs> it brought me to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But we have to understand that before faith comes hope, right? And so hope is actually that active stewing and sitting in the word of God. And that propels and pushes forward that faith. And, and when we actually realize what faith is made of, then we really understand this scripture. It's like you have to have a word from God to, to sit your hope on. Because if yeah. you don't, then it's going to be fear. You, the mm-hmm. thing that you actively expect, if we're honest, the things that we actively expect have some words attached to them, whether they're fear-based words or whether they're God's words. But they're all attached to words, whether they're lies that people told us from the past, whether they're hurtful moments that we remember where people abandoned us, left us, you know, um, whatever it is, it's attached to something. Our expectation, kids don't come here with any expectations except that you love them and that somebody's going to take care of them. All the other stuff is built over time, and it reminds me, it also reminds me of something Denise said about knowing who you are. Reminds me of Jer- Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, where where it says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future." Why did God say that? He could have said just plans to give you a future, but He understood that if you don't have a hope, I can't give you a future. Ooh. You won't take it from me. I have to infuse you with hope first so that you can have a future, so that you can walk, by, walk in faith. And it has to stop being about, you know, speaking these idle words that we don't actually believe. We have to start being real and saying, God, honestly, when I look in the mirror, that's not who I see. What you say to me, that's not what I feel and that's not what I expect. And I need you to help me expect that. Mm-hmm. Whew. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. If I could give a transparent moment real quick because you just said something, Dominique, and it made me think about part of my testimony with London, and I don't know that I've ever shared this online. So before I, when I was pregnant, before I got pregnant with her, God showed me that I was going to have her. And I need to say this, when I was pregnant with her, I was not married. The, the way I felt about myself and my perception, even though I was, like, way grown, I still was, would be concerned if someone would say, oh, my gosh, you're having a child, and you're having a child, and you're not married. 
like, what in the world? That just crashes your little view of yourself, you know. And so he showed me her in three dreams. In the last dream, it was a little different because he, he let me feel this love for her. And it was at that moment, by that time, I knew I was pregnant, and I had decided that I was going to have her. And I didn't care what anyone thought. It didn't make a difference. What people didn't know was that had they probably said something against it, it probably would have shattered me. <laughs> but God was so good that he put the right people in my place um, and in my path. But my whole point in saying that was that he showed me and he gave me hope so that I would push through to have her, even in a circumstance that I'm not saying that um, – you know, uh, what I had done was right by any means. And I don't believe that God was justifying me and saying I was right, but I was believe he was covering me in love and saying I love you. I know what's happening. This didn't catch me off guard. It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change how I feel. It doesn't change the fact that I chose you to bring this beautiful young lady into the world, and you are just as amazing, and she is just as amazing as you all will ever be, and I love you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to not – do it because you feel that you've let me down or you let other people down. He just showed me, like, this love I can't explain. So to your point where you said um, the word, a word comes or something comes so you can anchor it in something, he gave me through a dream something to hold on to so that I wouldn't have chosen to, to not have her because the way I felt in my life and how I viewed I needed to be viewed by people, uh, I, I wouldn't have done it. You know, whew, God, is amazing. We're nearing the end of this particular uh, episode. I just hear the Holy Spirit saying, press into my word. It's kind of like what Ryan was saying. It's like, I need to give you. Like, like right here in Jeremiah, God is pleading with us. I need to give you a hope. Let me give you a hope. It's not something you have to make up or concoct or try to force yourself to believe. It's like God is like, let me give you a hope. Let me give you a word that you can hold on to like he gave Janice in that dream. God is like, let me give you. Right here in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I have plans to give you a hope and a future. You don't have to work for it. It's a gift. I just want to give it to you. And one of the things that I'm just hearing is that, to press into his word. So the challenge for this week and really throughout this whole month is to press into his word. And now I understand what he's doing. He's so, God is so funny. He doesn't want us to press into his word to find out what hope is. He wants us to press into his word to know him so that he can give us a hope on the way. Mm-hmm. And so it makes so much sense. I was having was feeling so depleted, and God was like, go back to Genesis, read Genesis. And I'm like, God, I've read Genesis like thousands of times. That's where I always start and stop because, like, I was like, I'm going to read through the whole Bible this year, and I've only done it twice, and I've read through Genesis like 50 times. Um, And God's like, no, go back to Genesis. I need to reestablish our relationship. I need to give you a fresh word, and I need to give you the confidence that you don't have to be, quote, unquote, good enough, that I did all of this before you even knew about you, and I loved you before. And he, he, it's like God saying, I need to show you that again so that I can give you a hope and a word that you can grab onto and believe and expect 
something that you can expect, not one that you can say, you know, people say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, but do you believe that? Hmm. Do you expect that when you walk out the house that you're fearfully and wonderfully made? Do you expect, is that what is in your core or is that just what you're saying? And so I encourage everybody that's listening to this podcast, if you are not a part of the Faith Mamas group, not the page, but the group, please, please, please um, connect to the group and start reading with us. Even if you don't, can't do it every day, just start plugging in. Um, because one of the amazing things that I gather from you ladies through this call is that we've got to plug into God. We've got to get that hope from him. We've got to hear his words and and. And let him speak. And so that is that is the challenge. That is the challenge that I'm thinking about. What do you guys think about that? I think it's confirmation. Like I just heard what you said, and it's kind of like God was showing me. It's kind of like when we look in the mirror, we see a reflection of ourselves. So he needs us to look in the Word so that we can see the reflection of ourselves. And the only way you see yourself is to see him. Because he's the only one that can tell you what you look like. He's the only one who can, can let you know that no matter what you've been through, what you think you've done, whatever you think you can't recover from, That is a lie, and we're going to find the truth in the word of who our Savior truly is so that we can know what benefits we have, what rights we have to stand on. Like, we got to get our our birth certificate, right? And we got to know who signed it. And that's going to be when we get in this word and we know who our Father is. So I'm excited about it. It's awesome. Amen. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to dig into this word, and please go, go ahead and join the Faith Mamas Facebook group. If you're not on Facebook, go ahead and send us a message um, on our website, and uh, we'll get you the information as well. You can plug in through email, however you need to plug in. Please plug in. Uh, we're going to pray out. I'm going to ask Ryan to pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord, for this conversation, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for all the women, all the lives that this conversation will touch, Lord God. I just want to thank you personally, Father God, for speaking to me tonight through through this conversation, through your word, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for the reminder, Lord God, that we need to be connected to you at all times, Father God. I thank you for the gentle the gentle reminder, Lord God, that what you say about us, Lord God, is what is true. What you say about us, Lord God, is what we are to believe. What you say about us, Lord God, is what matters. Not what we've been through, not what we've done, not what we've seen, but you, Father God. Thank you for reminding us, Lord, that you are our hope. I thank you so much, Father God. I pray, Father God, for all of the moms listening to this podcast right now, Lord God. I pray that this podcast will touch their souls, Lord God, the same way that you touched mine, Father God. I thank you for my sisters, Janice and Dominique, Lord God. I thank you for touching their hearts and their minds and allowing your word to move through them, Lord God. I just thank you so much. I'm so grateful, Lord God, for what you are doing through Faith Mamas. And I just pray, Father God, for all of the moms who maybe are just scared to take that step to get connected, to plug into Faith Mamas, Lord God. I pray you give them courage. Give them courage, Lord God, to just be connected to a community of moms who will uplift them through you, Lord God. You are moving through all of us, and I am in such awe of you, Lord God. You move in ways that I never expect. And you truly, truly 
you cover us with your love and your grace every minute of every day, and I thank you for that, Father God. So for the mom out there who's listening, who's maybe not ready to take the steps, pray to God and just ask him to help you, have him help you give give you the courage to make the step to join Faith Mamas, to get connected, to get to know him. I just thank you so much, Lord God, for this opportunity, Lord. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Jesus, amen. Amen.